0: Absolute sports betting
1: degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday. Thank God. Max, what's going on?
2: You know, of course, the the, the one week I don't watch Thursday Night Football. It's it's a fucking score fest. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not to say it was a good game. Not to say that there you know there was there wasn't some horrible fucking play on a Thursday night. You know, Andy Dalton double pick sixes nice in a minute um, in one minute in, in, a, in a fucking minute uh, uh, you know i was i was looking at this real quick as i think is the only only players that to, to kind of do th- two pick sixes in the first half i want to say he joins the company of of uh like josh rosen uh, uh con kaepernick and i think tony robo is another one that's in it so there you go uh good job red rifle as old as you get there's still records you can break and you apparently you you know tied one last night So. Uh, but we have some other football talk, right? Sex Panther, you, you want to get into uh, uh, the important football talk from yesterday?
3: Well, you know, we're going to talk about that trade. You know, I, you're going through that list of guys that have done the multiple pick sixes. I, I was stunned that Matt Stafford wasn't on that list, given his propensity to throw pick sixes. But uh, yeah, another good game, finally, that I didn't get to watch. But through that good game, we found out that there was a big trade Uh Carolina finally unloads Christian McCaffrey going to San Francisco for five draft picks. I mean, we're going to talk about what this means for San Francisco, but I think, I think this was a, a huge gift for Carolina, a team that's hunted their head coach, uh, don't really have a quarterback. They got three quarterbacks and they all equal zero. Um, and now they get rid of the, the lone standout in McCaffrey. So I, I think full punt season in effect for Carolina um, not sure what to make of San Francisco. I didn't think they needed a guy like McCaffrey on their team. I like Jeff Wilson, Elijah Mitchell's coming back. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of play calling we get from Mr. Stan. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm. I'm. I didn't think they were a running back away from being a really good team. Did anybody think that, Max? Did you think? Did uh, you it, think they were a running back away from really dominance?
2: No, i uh, so. It it doesn't hurt though. I, I think my my my, my I, I, you know my whole thing is when Christian McCaffrey is healthy, and that's a bit you know if if that's a big if, right? Uh, he is one of the most dynamic players in the league. He can he can catch the ball, he can run, he can, he just creates havoc. And then you got a guy like Debo Samuel on your team. If you got two guys that can create absolute fucking havoc. It just it bothers the shit out of defenses. Like, what do they fucking do if they if they're trying to stop the run with McCaffrey at this point in time, then Debo's is going to fucking break out and do some. So I think it's a really good addition. Was it the one piece that they're missing? No. Does it make them better? Possibly, because I mean, the health thing is the biggest thing, right? I mean, what is it? He's missed like 22 out of his last 33 games or some shit like that. Uh, to give up five picks and and not not a single first round pick, but still, you know, second, thir- I think a second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever it is, um, that's a lot of picks for for a team that is already traded a bunch of picks to get Trey Lance, and he's not your quarterback right now, Jimmy G's your quarterback. Um, I, I for me, if I'm them, I would love I would love to have like a a breakout wide receiver, like the, the fucking unstoppable, you know, whatever wide receivers out there that is just uh i'd rather have that than a running back i think they were fine with running back it it helps them if the guy's healthy i just i don't i don't see him being that healthy this could be a bad bad fucking deal for uh the niners um yeah i think carolina did did pretty well uh they are a team that's going to be in full rebuild mode Uh, do they have the quarterback of their future no no i mean they've got like you know, they're paying like six quarterbacks and not a single fucking one of them is going to be the quarterback of the future there in Carolina. So I think they did quite well to get that salary off the books and just say, hey, time time for a complete reboot. We're done. See you next year.
3: And to that point, it is a great time to do that reboot because next year's draft should be loaded with star quarterbacks, CJ Stroud and Bryce Young being two of them. Uh, so I, listen, we we were talking Preseason, who we thought were worst teams in the NFL, we talked Chicago and Atlanta and Houston and some of these other teams. But man, if Carolina might not be the worst team in the NFL, apologies to Chicago, but they're in full pump mode. I could see them not winning a game the rest of the
2: season. It's certainly yeah, I, possible. I, I, yeah. What did I say? I said they're the most dysfunctional. Yeah, uh, team. They're definitely the most dysfunctional team in the league is is Carolina. Um, I, I still wouldn't call them the worst at, at this point in time. Uh, but definitely the most dysfunctional. I mean, I would still put—I uh, hate to say this—I would put Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold over Justin Fields. Oh, like, uh, absolutely, I, I mean, absolutely. You, you know, a, a, any one of those guys, you know, I think are capable of big games. They're capable of multi-touchdown games. I, other than Justin Fields' running capabilities, uh, man, he's he's just. And then who else? Uh, name another player in Chicago. Darnell Mooney. Do we fucking love Darnell Mooney out there? Is that the is that the other player in Chicago? They've got nothing out there. It's it's a oh, sad Oh, Colt Komet. There you go. Oh, uh, Colt <laughs> Komet. Arch Arch knows a thing or two oh, about yeah, Colt yeah, Komet, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Only when he faces Kyle, uh, Colt Komet shows up. That's um, right. They got nothing, like really. Chicago, Chicago is just a dar, you know just Darth of talent. I I do think that there's still some talent. Uh, DJ Moore is still on Carolina. I think he until he gets dealt. But, you know uh, they got some defensive pieces. I, I think Carolina has some nice pieces moving forward. Um, but yeah, I think I think you're probably right, Panther. This is a team that isn't going to even try to win fucking many games this year. Like, you know, so if, if there's a chance to trade someone and, and get a draft pick back, I think they're going to eye that up uh, from as a Rams fan. Listen, I, I love that uh, Christian McCaffrey trade, by the way, because the Rams are out there trying to deal Cam Akers. And now that the Christian McCaffrey thing is fucking done with, they can move move that along. I think uh, a team <laughs> like the well, the team, a team like the Buffalo Bills were sniffing around Christian McCaffrey. And now that Christian McCaffrey's off the board, they'll, they'll eye up a guy like Cam Akers. And I think Cam Akers. It can be a dynamic player, you know. He can you know, he definitely had that major injury, but you know, we saw glimpses of him being dynamic. It hasn't worked out this year. They're going to move on from him. Um, but it turned from a oh, we don't have value because everyone knows we want to trade Cam Akers to oh shit, Christian McCaffrey's off the board. We needed a running back. Let's trade for Cam Akers. So as a Rams fan, I'm kind of happy that this is all dealt with, so yeah. we can move along with that.
1: Yeah, yeah I can no, see ahead, that. From the- good, good.
2: Okay, oh, go Arch. No, it's good.
3: I was just was just say, from the San Francisco side now, they've dealt away all these draft picks. And I think collectively, the three of us are thinking Trey Lance might not be the guy, but they've gone out of their way to make it apparent they don't want Jimmy Garoppolo to be the guy. What do they do with the quarterback spot? Now they don't have any draft picks. They want to go try again. Are they basically saddled with Jimmy G as their quarterback for the foreseeable future?
1: I don't know what they do, man. I was just thinking that, too. So it seems like they're, this move, not like you're going to get like a top-tier quarterback in the draft, but this move eliminates any chance you have to draft a decent quarterback because they have no second-round picks at all. They traded away their original third-round pick. Um, it seems like it's a double-down on Trey Lance saying, yeah, he's our guy.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that, On the surface, that's what it looks like to me, is that they they think that this guy – uh, and it's tough to tell what we saw that uh, fucking sloppy, terrible, goddamn ga- rainy game in right. Chicago, and then his following game he got injured. So we, we don't really have a body of work. If only they had a fucking Trey Lance package in the playoffs last year, and then maybe we could have got a fucking <laughs> glimpse of him uh, on the field and and seeing how how uh, effective he could be. Um, yeah, listen, I th- I think uh, from a quarterback situation, they don't even have Jimmy G wrapped up. Right, they only signed him to the one year deal. I don't. I don't think they have them for for multiple years. I think it was just for this one season, right? So, um, you know, he 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 you know, he he's going to have a good season. I you know, I think Jimmy G is going to do his Jimmy G thing. This team's going to be competitive. The, the West is you know, we saw it last night. I mean, the Cardinals, yeah, the the only reason they, they won that game is cuz of the momentum shift of the double pick sixes. Mhm. The Cardinals were, were were so stagnant in the in the beginning of that game, and, and the, you know, uh, Kyler Murray got a, in, into a fucking uh, heated exchange with Kingsbury. And King, Kingsbury, listen, I, I'm sorry, I, I think Kingsbury is top of the list. Um, I think he's probably jumped over uh, Frank Reich and uh, definitely Ron Rivera. I think you know, uh, I, I I I put Kingsbury, even though they won this week, um, top of the list of, of uh, being on on the chopping block, mostly because. Um, of of that deal that they gave to fucking Murray in the off mm-hmm. and it's just mm-hmm. it's you know he's not progressing, he's it's, he's regressing under Kingsbury's, and seeing a heated exchange like that on on the sidelines isn't going to be fucking good for perception purposes. Uh, you have all that money tied into your quarterback of the future, you think so? I think the coach is the one that would end up going in that situation. You're not dealing Murray at this point, so uh, but yeah, I think you know with, with the West being so winnable that san francisco is gonna you know they're gonna be competitive they're gonna have a good season jimmy g's gonna look good out there for a team next year so i don't know what san francisco is gonna do with quarterback other than yeah just give trey a full season see what he has uh out there um you know, maybe pulling a veteran quarterback to back him up just in case. Like, I mean, you know, Carolina, I'm sure we'll have yeah, a couple of a Darnold or a Mayfield. I'm sure Teddy Bridgewater will be fucking out there. I'm sure uh, Red Rifle, Andy Dalton will be out there. Hey, listen, you know, uh, it's a shame that they don't have any draft picks. I, you know, fucking Aaron Rodgers wants to come to San Francisco. <laughs> so, um yeah, man, this is this is crazy. Uh, I, I can't believe uh, you deal all those draft picks and it's and it's not for the most significant fucking need for your team. You know, yeah, that, that, yeah. that's my biggest problem with it. If, if you if you filled in the most critical area of your team. Right. I mean, that's why those the Rams were a quarterback away from winning the Super Bowl last year. So they fucking made the draft. Pick, they traded the draft picks. They brought in a guy that can win in the Super Bowl last year. Is he the quarterback of the future? No, I don't. I don't think, you know, I don't think Stafford is going to be there for many more years. Uh, I think they have him what signed up for another three or something like that. Um, but for that one season, they wanted to win now, and they made the draft pick tra- tra- uh, trades, and, and they did it. I don't see this as a win now move for for the Niners. It, it just, it, it, it's, you know, man, if you, if you would have if you would told me that they traded like all those draft picks and they got like, you know. Um, uh like an Adam Thielen or like a, a a major a major wide receiver type guy that could impact their team I'd be like all right cool like that's that's kind of what I feel like they need they, they, they just kind of like a, a deep threat like you know uh, fucking god if they, if they could have got uh um uh, Tyreek Hill in the off season you know that would have been <laughs> fucking scary it's just they they've got nothing really other than Debo right i mean who, who um they've got um uh, who's who's the other wide receiver is pretty good for them um Brandon Ayuk Ayuk yeah and Ayuk's good he's a good but imagine just having like a top fucking tier wide receiver i think jimmy's got the arm for it jimmy can LL air that thing out <laughs> to, you know deep threat so uh, there is a guy still sitting out there i know yeah. i know there is a guy still, there's a guy there's a guy still sitting out there there is a guy a lot of you know you know who's been talking to that guy a lot and uh, it's yeah, the Kansas, Kansas City sey's yeah. been talking to that guy a lot, and it seems like uh, Kelsey uh, restructured his deal and was saying is like, "I'm not saying OBJ. I'm just saying we've got flexibility." <laughs> so um, you yeah, know it's, man, it's I, just,
1: just to backtrack just a little bit, I, I looked at some stats here. There's Trey Lance threw 318 passes at North Dakota State. He's now thrown 31 passes, it says here, in regular season NFL football so san francisco staking their claim on the guy that they have seen less than 350
2: dropbacks in real games jesus christ isn't that uh, insane yeah didn't fucking matt ryan have 350 dropbacks in his last game (laughs) i think so oh
3: man
2: guys yeah that's it's it's crazy yeah And, and, and again like trey lance wasn't even the top guy going into, you know, the top no. quarterback, right? I m- remember that uh, uh, there was a, a discrepancy of, of, of who they wanted to draft. And Mac Jones was the w- was the man at first. Hmm. And I, listen, I think Mac Jones could be available. Oh, <laughs> maybe they, maybe no. they can get Mac Jones. <laughs> Let's see how Mac Jones is uh, Monday Night Football this week. Let's see if Mac Jones fucking gets pulled for a zappy. <laughs> 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 Mac Jones will be available. There you go. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy G. can go back to New England, and be the backup.
1: <laughs> That's what's gonna happen, right there. That's it.
2: Oh man, Jesus Christ! Um, yeah, take a break. Yes. All right, let's talk about the book club. I told you the guys listening live. You know, in the pre-show, Panther told these guys to go fuck themselves. He did. Ah! He did. That's what he did. He, he said straight up, go fuck yourselves. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I would never say anything like that. But Panther. Shame on you. No, uh, these guys were listening early. It means they got uh, some exclusive content that you're not hearing on the podcast uh, after the show. Oh, God. It goes for like an hour. Oh, my God. It's almost an hour after the show. Yeah. And then sometimes when Kyle and Roy are in here, it's it's just madness. Uh, but you can get access to that. Listen, if, if you go to the you can sign up now for three free days. And then you, uh, every morning, Arch posts, hey, we're meeting up in the daily. You can come in. You can listen live. Uh, but, yeah, you can check out all of our picks. You can uh, we have all the different channels for all the different sports you know nascar we got uh, golf we got uh, of course all the big four sports that are going on right now user picks listen this. some user picks uh users get on heaters you can follow them you can tell them you can tell their parlays. it's just it's just a fun time right if, you, if you're into just having fun talking sports bullshitting uh this is the place to be and you can get access to it once again thedgens.net, twenty five dollars a month right now it's all it takes for you to book it over to the book club
1: You just got to be careful when Lord puts the tinfoil hat on. You just got to be careful with that in baseball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might, you might put your eye
2: out.
3: <laughs> you know, you know we're, we're going to talk our bets here, right? But we spent so much time on that trade, we didn't get to talk about the panic that has to be going on in LA and Philadelphia right now
2: in basketball. Uh, well, I mean, uh, uh, LA we saw that coming, but Phil, uh, Phil, I can't believe Philadelphia lost that fucking game. I can't I I i am <laughs> unfucking believable man like j- Kyle's got some explaining to do like I, mm-hmm. every every time I listen to Kyle's advice I, it just seems to burn me and then he backtracks and says well I didn't give you that advice so I right, think you right. can listen to Kyle's you can listen to Kyle's advice as long as it doesn't pertain
3: to his homer teams
2: I can listen to Kyle's advice when he's right yeah, you know, he'll, he'll, he'll tell that us. That is a thing. He'll, t- he'll, he'll tell that us. That is a thing. He'll, he'll tell us. But when he's wrong, I got yeah. I um, let's talk baseball though, right? We let's do have uh, one one baseball game, and that is his Philadelphia Phillies uh, are are playing uh, home game, uh, hosting the Padres. Um, it, it, you know, it's funny. I was talking about I was talking about how we all uh, chat in, in the pre-show and the post-show. And in the post-show the other day, our live listeners were treated to uh, some extra content with Kyle and Rory, and and you know we were talking uh, about. The Phillies pitching, right? And th- my point was, I I felt that if their pitching could be consistent in the playoffs, because it was inconsistent all in the regular season, if it can just be consistent in the playoffs, much like the Braves last year, I think the Phillies have a real chance to make a run at this thing. Uh, and then I went on to bet the fucking Phillies in Game Two of the series, <laughs> and I'm listen, I'm not going to issue an apology to Phillies fans because I mean, you should be issuing an apology to the rest of the world for being Phillies fans. But I will acknowledge that my bad. I sh- I shouldn't have said anything about consistency of pitching. I shouldn't have said uh, that I'm betting the Phillies because Aaron Nola, you know, didn't didn't do so good, and the Phillies didn't do so good out there. Uh, the bells the bell stopped ringing at one point. Um, the you know the pitcher that Kyle mentioned though about being the key to the series was Ranger Suarez, and he he's the guy that gets to start tonight. Uh, when Suarez is sharp and he can limit the base runners, good things happen out there. The problem is. When he's off and you start seeing the walks piling up, not even the Phillies' mighty bats can get them out of that deficit. Uh, Padres gonna counter with Joe Musgrove today, whose fucking ears sweat like fucking Niagara Falls, right? Th- that guy, I can't believe how much an ear fucking sweats. Uh, w- other than uh, you know, you look at Joe Musgrove, it's holy shit, that's a wet fucking ear. <laughs> um, but it's gonna be it's gonna be much cooler in Philly tonight, right? Than it was in Queens a few weeks back. I mean, I you know, think it's, it's gonna be ni- a nice crisp night. So I I don't know if his ears gonna be sweating that much tonight. Um, Sweat or not he's he's been solid Listen, in the past month or so, I think he definitely gives the Padres the starting edge as the starter, and seeing what their bats can do, we saw that in game two. I think uh, there's a momentum shift here. I think this is it. I think the Padres jump to take their home field advantage back. they get the win today, so a uh, ten dollar bet on the Padres
3: yeah, as long as they don't there's no you know gamesmanship, and we have to have Joe Musgrove you know checked for cheating or or something maybe uh we'll get to see that the joe musgrove that we've pretty much seen since he got to san diego I, I i still think that the phillies have the advantage with their bats i think they've got a deeper roster and there's more p- propensity for the the big bombs the padres are way too dependent on soto and machado they did get some bonuses there with with josh bell hitting one and brandon jury hitting one uh, kind of got that rally started but that was I think that was more of an implosion on NOLA than it was that uh, you blame the entire Philly pitching staff. San Diego got hot that second game, and we'll see if they can carry it over here. But first game of this series, we know how those Philly fans can be. They can make anybody feel very unwelcome, including Santa Claus or Rocky Balboa. But I think the Phillies take care of business here in this first game at home and go up two to one. I'm putting my fifty dollars on the Phillies.
1: Yeah, I like the Phillies too with the plus one hundred and three. I would probably like the Padres if they were plus one hundred and three in this one. Uh oh, it's a it's a close one. I still think the Phillies have the slightest of edge over over the Padres, so I'm going to put my fifteen bucks on the Phillies. And uh,
2: there's going to be some bell ringing tonight, Max. All right. uh, I'll make sure to ignore the fucking discord then. There there you go. (laughs) Uh, Moving on to NBA. Uh, I got a pair of games. that I want to talk about the first one is Chicago and Washington. You know, Bulls came out strong in their first game. Kind of showed that they can still win without a few of their key pieces. Uh, DeRozan, Vooch both had strong games, and it looks like they're going to once again be without uh, Mr. Levine. So uh, those guys are going to have to have big games once again. Uh, Wizards also got a win in their first game, albeit a win over the fucking Pacers. And uh, I just uh, you know I, I like the Bulls here. I think uh, the Bulls have uh, you know more talent, more overall uh, you know depth than than this Washington team. If if Beal is is stopped, then it's Kyle fucking Kuzma. Yay! Uh, Ten dollar money line bet on the Bulls.
3: Uh, there is that Porzingis guy there, too. He's pretty He's pretty good. But I, I don't understand this line. And this could be it's early season, and maybe my perception of the Bulls is completely different than what Vegas thinks of the Bulls. But I think this Bulls team is a really good team. I think they could actually be fighting for a, a three or four spot in the seating uh, when we get to the playoffs. I think we saw against Miami that they kind of – Know how they're going to handle their lineup without Lonzo Ball being their actual point guard for, it looks like, at least the first half of the season. Love the way DeRozan played in game one. I think the Bulls are much deeper with guys like DeSumo and Caruso um, being able to add defensive presence than Washington. Washington's got their starting five, and not a lot after that. So the line really throws me, thinking I'm jumping into a trap, but I'm jumping on those bulls with that one and a half. I put ten dollars on the bulls. All
1: right. Yeah, I'm leaning the bulls with you guys. it's just not a game, not a game I wanted to bet. So just a lean. Interestingly enough, I was just pulling up the Pinnacle money lines, and they just yanked the board, the game off the board. Wow. Okay. So I don't know what's going on there. Bet three sixty five still has it at a plus one ten. Chicago play,
2: money line. Okay, great, very cool. Uh last one up for me. Let's talk Detroit, New York. Uh, Knicks made it really interesting against the Grizzlies, uh, but you know my money line play came up a tad bit short in overtime. Uh, but Knicks impressive. They came from behind and uh, they uh, they ca- almost won that one, but. Say la vie. Uh Pistons, they grabbed a really good win over Paulo Benchero and the Magic, uh, Kate Cunningham. Very solid fucking game, but it was uh, Bojan Bogdanovic who led the way with scoring there. Um, so I like what I see from Kate Cunningham. And if he can get uh, some assistance from guys like Bojan out there, then I think Detroit can be a somewhat competitive team. The Knicks, though, listen. Uh, sur- I'm going to say this about the Knicks: they surprisingly have a deep team. Say what you will about the health and consistency of that depth, but when they are healthy, uh, th- they have a pretty deep team. Uh, I just I look at guys like Fournier, good, uh, you know, Derek Rose. Of course, is injury prone. Uh, Cam Reddish. If these guys can stay on the court. And not be bipolar out there. I think you know they—they're really good uh, pieces around Randall and Brunson and Barrett, and I think that all of these guys together can some, produce some wins, especially uh, at home. I think that they, they can uh, win some games at the Garden, and that's what I'm hoping that they do today. So, a ten dollars money line bet on the New York Knicks.
3: Yeah, I I, I want to see more of this Knicks team to see um, how this thing progresses. The game won. That they had against memphis jalen brunson was as advertised that was a much needed addition it takes a lot of the passing liability off of julius Randle, so he can do what he's best at and i think randall is kind of the difference maker here the the only real big that detroit has is isaiah stewart and he's just not a very dominant um president so i think randall and mitch robinson could probably do some damage um for the knicks I like the Knicks here, just not enough to bet it. So just a lean on the Knickerbockers.
1: I think New York wins, absolutely, no, like no doubt. <laughs> but the seven points seems like that's a, that's a tall order for them to cover. So I'm going to put my 10 bucks on the Pistons
2: plus the seven. I think we both cash this one. Let's hope so. Uh, Panther, what do you got in the association?
3: I got two more. We're going to look at the um, first-round lottery pick first-round series here. San Antonio going to Indianapolis,
2: take on the wow. Pacers. Who's who's, who's, who's going to win this one? I mean, uh, no one's going to want to win it. This is going to be awful. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. Somebody's going
3: to win it. Um, listen, San Antonio got got whacked in their first game, and not surprisingly, they, they just, they're very, very young, inexperienced. They're not very tall in the middle. Um, and going against an Indiana team that still gets to throw out I mean, easily the best players on the court, Halliburton, Buddy Heald, Miles Turner, although he, I think he's listed as out. Uh, but still, um, they got Isaiah Jackson. The, the Pacers got more talent than San Antonio. So at home, minus three, I think they can beat the Spurs by three. So I'll put 10 bucks on the Pacers.
2: I have them. I have this them winning this by seven. Like I think, well, I think, I think, I think Indiana the absolutely beats the Spurs. Um, you know the thing about San Antonio that I saw is I think opening day. Um, I, I want to say that fucking uh, like uh, under Popovich they were like twenty four and three or something like that on opening days, and they completely punted that first game. And I really i th- Panther, I think I'm agreeing with you on that. They they are really in tank mode this year. Um, so. Yeah, I, I'm going to lean the Pacers with you. I, I definitely think they get it done. Yeah, leaning
1: the Pacers with you, but uh, this is not a game I really had any interest in betting at all.
3: I think if I was going to bet on my favorite to get that lottery pick for for the uh, the Greek or the French kid, um, I think it is San Antonio. I think Popovich will manage his team to below twenty wins. Uh, you know, last it's, game it's, it's, it's not like okay. they
2: fucked the Celtics out of uh, uh, Tim Duncan or anything by, you know, oh, uh, David Robinson got injured. Whoa, we're going to fucking lose <laughs> every fucking game and then, uh, and then get Tim Duncan right from the fucking Celtics. It's not like that fucking happened. Oh, fire your coach and name yourself coach. I've always been a little salty at Popovich over that one. But uh, <laughs> uh, but but not Pat Riley. <laughs> God yeah no. It's like wait, we can win a championship? I'm going to win another I'm championship. In. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I'm in. I'm in. Hey, Gundy, fuck you. Get here. <laughs>
1: uh
3: one more game for me last one up. Utah at Minnesota. Uh, I think Utah kind of stunned us. We had them as one of the lottery balls here that are in play for for those that that draft pick, but they did not look like they were caving in beating Denver in their first week our first game going against Minnesota in Minneapolis. I looked over this, this T-Wolves roster and the starting five, I actually really like them. I I like this T-Wolves roster, but they are so dependent on that starting five. They are so dependent on Gobert and Towns and D'Lo being healthy. Their bench is not deep at all. And I think that could really, really cause them problems. So I am, I'm getting eight and a half with the jazz who actually still have some pretty decent talent with Clarkson and Sexton and marken and put up, I mean, Martin damn, put up a shit ton of shots in that first game. I think the jazz can keep it close here, closer than eight and a half. So I'll put 10 bucks on the boys from Salt Lake city.
2: Yeah, I'll tell you this. I tons of moral support here. Um, I, when I ran my numbers, the implied probability says it's not that bad of a money line play on the Jazz. It, it, the, you know, the payout there is there, and I think this game is a lot close, a lot closer than eight and a half. So, uh, you know, uh, I always look at, is it within a score? And I basically have the T-Wolves winning this by three points. So if it's within a score for me and you're getting that big of a payout, I think the implied probability is definitely there for, uh, for maybe a money line uh, flyer on the Jazz here. Uh, I'm not a big fan of this Minnesota team. You know that going into this year. I, I agree with you that on paper. They seem to have a lot of talent in their starting five. I don't know if it's all going to fucking work for them. Uh, Utah's a dangerous team; they can come in and, and possibly upset them. So, yeah, a, a big lean on the Jazz.
1: Yeah, leaning the Jazz with you. The eight and a half seems like it's too many, uh, but you know, at this stage in the season, which is you know it's shockingly early, I don't like either side. I think you're losing money both sides. So, just a lean on the Jazz. All right, that's all I got. What else you got, Arch? Okay, we're going to scroll up a little bit, I think. Yes, we're going to look at Toronto playing Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn is minus two and a half, minus three. <laughs> Whatever. I'm going to fade the bets. I'm fading the bets. Fuck them. Give me the Raptors here plus the three points for 10 bucks.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, this is another one. I, I probably could be betting the money line on Toronto. I think Toronto can uh, absolutely win. Um, uh, you'd like to say that that Brooklyn first game was, you know, just, I don't want to overreact to it, but if they come out flat again and, and a dangerous fucking Toronto team, um, if if they come out flat again, I mean, big, big concerns for Brooklyn and, and Philly. Uh, maybe they should make a trade or something. Maybe maybe the, <laughs> there's a guy on Brooklyn that, that should be traded to Philadelphia. Or, you know, I, I don't know. There's some chatter about that in the offseason. Uh, Moral Sport, lean on the Raptors. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I definitely like the Raptors here. I think Brooklyn, we could probably maybe put them with Philadelphia and the Lakers could be trouble in paradise. I think of the, the first thing they need to do is get Ben Simmons to stay out there and not foul out. Um, so early and, and be able to see what he actually can do. Well, from that, the, that was his plan of, all along. He's like, I don't want, I don't want to shoot the ball. So I'm just going to foul out. I'm just going to foul out. Yeah. Well, when you haven't played in damn near two years, uh, maybe you get a little rust off, but I'm not ready to mail it in on Brooklyn yet, but I think I will mail it in on this game. Uh, I do like Toronto, just not enough to bet it.
1: All right. Uh, One more for me. We're looking at... Boston and Miami. The Celtics are minus two and a half, or maybe minus three and a half. Oof, I like that. Miami's. uh, I think Miami's going to keep this one incredibly close. I really do. I think Boston's already already coming off a a big win. They're going to relax just a little bit, and the Heat are going to sneak in and cover this three and a half. So, ten bucks on the Heat.
2: I totally agree with you. I I I totally agree with you. Miami losing two in a row at home to start the season just that seems very unlikely. Uh, I think it's, I have this incredibly close. I got the Celtics winning by a point. Hmm. So um, I, I do think that there's the same thing. I think there's value on the money line. Uh, not much, but I think enough value on the, on the Miami money line there. So yeah, more sport lean on the heat.
3: Yeah. I, I like Boston in this game. I maybe just not as high on the heat as a lot of people are. I think Boston, I mean, they're healthy. They improved their team. Brogdon had a great game coming off the bench. Um, so coaching aside i don't know that that necessarily matters here um boston i i think they're prime here to make another run miami i'm just not in love with so uh, i'll lean on the celtics all
1: right that's all i got for the podcast max hockey
2: time yeah, yeah a couple hockey games but real quick to panthers point about coaching listen uh I, my feeling about nba coaching is this bad coaching fucks you over great coaching can win you championships Decent enough coaching can also win you championships. Mm. Uh, and that, that it's just it really is when you look at a guy like Doc Rivers and, and we fucking I, I ranted on him yesterday yeah. uh, and the, in the post show uh, bad coaching loses you fucking games. But I think what the Celtics have right now with their head coach, a guy that's familiar with the players, has a respect of that locker room. I think that's you know good enough, right? Um, Adoka, you know, took a while for him to warm up last year, and then you saw what he could do. So, um, good enough coaching can still win you a championship. I feel. Uh, moving on to hockey, uh, only a few games on the board, and oh, man, uh, tough, tough day of betting. Uh, I think I know Panther a game that you're betting on. I'm 0 two in betting the Kraken, which I, which is no surprise because they're 0 three on the fucking season. So if I bet them a third time, then they'd still be uh, I'd be 0 three in betting them. But I'm gonna give them a shot today. I th- you know, <clears throat> color going into Colorado, beating them seems incredibly unlikely. Thus, I'm getting this big plus line on Seattle. My issue with Colorado is I don't like their goaltending situation. Losing Darcy Camper in the off I think, was a major loss for them uh they give up a lot of goals and if you give up a lot of goals and your offense just is stagnant and and we know colorado's offense is dynamic but if it just kind of is eh, a team like seattle possibly could get the upset so this is this is an implied probability bet guys i don't think seattle wins it but the money's too much for me not you know to resist this so ten dollar bet on the kraken
3: i looked at this game I, i believe it or not i thought at the minus 275 there might have actually been value on the Avalanche at home. I don't like this Kraken team. I still have a few questions about the Avs, but they're clearly the better team. Maybe a puck line, but in either case, I don't like this game. Just a lean on the Avs.
2: Yeah.
1: What can you say? Yeah, It's either bet Kraken or don't bet this game at all.
2: Yeah. Uh Panther. You got a game, right? One
3: game, Tampa Bay at Florida. Listen, I know in the preseason, we talked about the Lightning. They've been there each of the last three seasons. It's a veteran team, but I mean, they've come out of the gate so slow, primarily on the offensive side, not being able to put the puck in the net. I, I don't have not seen any signs of life quite yet. So I think on the road, going against a Florida team that we know, we've talked about for two years, how dominant they are at home, I'm getting an even line. I'm all over the Panthers. You can't go wrong with a team named the Panthers, except maybe the Carolina Panthers. Uh, but I like the Florida Panthers at home, so give me 10 bucks on Florida.
2: Yeah, moral support lean here. I do think Florida should get this done today. I didn't like it enough to bet it, but yeah, I think you cash this one.
1: All right. Uh, and that's it. Max, is okay. it, is it any value on uh, Chicago today? They're yeah, just hemorrhaging yeah. money. It was plus 110 when we hit record at Pinnacle. It's plus 100 now.
2: Yeah, I, I, I like Chicago. I like Chicago to straight up win. Uh, Iceberg here is saying he's going to take the 1, 1. 1.5. He's going to chicken shit uh, the Blackhawks. Oh, it's uh, minus I, 240.
3: I, Ugh. It's no, matter, no value.
2: I I th- I think Chicago has has a really good chance to win Detroit. Uh, I like Detroit, but uh, on the road they have they've had some road woes. So uh, yeah, I think uh, t- tons of value on Chicago for sure. All right, any comments to speak of? Yeah, let's roll through the comments real quick. Uh, you know, we we're talking about the uh, the Christian McCaffrey trade. Dad King saying now they have a, a running back one now because um, yeah. uh, Eli and Wilson were never RB1s. So um, Was Debo the definitely. RB1? Really? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um,
1: Trey Lance, Narduk,
2: that was the, that was yeah. the plan. <laughs> Narduk saying McCaffrey would probably stub his toe getting on the plane to San Francisco, be out for the year. Uh, Iceberg taking the Jazz plus eight and a half. Uh, uh, Nardog with a great gif. Uh, some, there's something about Musgrove. So if you, it's a gif from uh, something about Mary. Uh, Rory jumping on the Bulls. Uh, Iceberg, I like the Pistons to cover. Mm-hmm. Rory saying, How about the fucking Yankees? And then once he said that, I guess I dropped like a series of F bombs because he says, There, there uh, I knew I could get the fucks going on. Uh, Iceberg saying, uh, Way too much, I think, is in regards to the Black jazz up. game. Oh, uh, it's a jazz game. And then. Uh, yeah, um that's about it all right what did we talk about today we man we talked a, a lot
1: about san francisco and their roadmap mm. here where did where are they going what's their plan they clearly have a plan we'll see how it works out for them but uh you know the, the nfc west is definitely winnable we talked about major league baseball playoffs exciting stuff and uh basketball and hockey holy cow jam-packed day max but all good things come to an end that's it
2: that is it. Let us know anything about our picture your picks. Anyways, picks over on Twitter at Batting Absolute. No matter where you listen to that, please. Highest rank, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. Um, I offer up to you the New York Knicks on the money line. Sorry, no fucking value there, but I do think the Knicks win.
3: Oh, man. Makes more sense in a parlay situation. Uh, Arch, what do you got?
2: Uh, give me the Phillies.
3: You can take the Phillies. You know, of all the things that I bet, would you believe that I actually like the Pacers game the most? So mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Indiana Pacers minus those three, put those with the Knicks, put those with the Phillies, and that's your degenerate parlay for the day. We missed it yesterday because those damn Dallas stars. Fuckers. Uh, we're hanging out on Facebook. We're on Twitter. But mostly, it's the book club, this is where we hang out, this is where you guys can shoot the shit with us, call us out by name, we'll holler right back, but most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're gonna do today, and when it's all said and done, kids, it's all make
0: some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.